You're not blessed because you got something. You got something because you're blessed. Can I say that again? So people said, you know, uh, uh, whatever we receive made us blessed. But in the kingdom of God, we receive those things because of the blessing of God in our lives. So wherever we go, whatever we do, and see, Kim's testimony was, you know, and everybody that, that, that testified goes so in line with, with what I was sharing with you because, because God has kingdom principles. And when it comes to the area of finances, you know, especially in the area of finances, God has blessed us to prosper in every area of our lives. But when it comes in the area of finances, you know, it's, to be financially blessed is not a promise. It's a covenant. So that means that, you know, in the area of finances, you don't pray for finances. You don't fast for finances. But God has given us terms in which we can see a release of, of a financial blessing in our lives. And, I, and I'll share with you, even when I was sharing you with, um, in, in the encounter with, with, with Jesus and Peter, Whenever they had fished all night in Luke chapter 5, they had, they had fished all night, all night and, 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 and caught nothing. But then when, you know, Jesus came into the scene, uh, the story changed. But it only changed because they, they um, let Jesus use their boat. You know, it, it, there was... Our giving is a spiritual transaction. Are you with me? And, it, and it's a way in which God has established for his people to be able to be financially prosperous. And that is God's will for every believer. For every believer. Those are kingdom principles that God has established in his word. And, and, you know, God wants you to know that he is your source. He wants you to know him as your source. And then he wants you to know that there are, you know, terms. There are ways. It's conditional. Christ has redeemed us. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because Jesus became a curse when he, you know, was hung on a tree. And then so that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles. Because we are the redeemed of the Lord, we are blessed. Because the curse has been broken. We can read the curse, I mean the blessing in Deuteronomy 28. Where it says, if you diligently hearken into the voice of the Lord your God and obey his commandments, these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. He will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And then he goes to announcing, pronouncing the blessing of God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. You shall be the head and not the tail. You will be the lender and not the borrower. You are blessed going in, blessed going out. Every, you know, people will know that you are called by the name and you shall be blessed. Your, your storehouse will be blessed. You know, your grounds will be blessed. Whatever you do, wherever you go, you will be blessed. Which blessed is empowered to prosper you will be fruitful you will be successful which means effective 
effective. So then he, he tells us the curse. And the result of the curse comes as a result of disobedience. So that is why we say that the obedience brings the blessing of God or manifests the blessing of God in your life. Obedience to his covenant. And so when you understand that poverty is not, that, that Christ Jesus paid as much of a price for, to redeem you from the power of sin, to redeem you from sickness and disease, also from poverty, lack, insufficiency, being unsuccessful at everything that you do, working hard and never gaining anything. So Christ rescued us, rescued us. Not so that we can just go to church, so that the blessing of Abraham, so that we can be the people that God has called us to be, so that we can be the witnesses. You know, the Bible says that in the last days, the, the house of the Lord shall be put on a mountaintop. I believe those are the times that we are in now. And it says that, that many will come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. That many will come to the house of the Lord to be taught of the Lord. People will realize nothing is working. They can't get help anywhere. But they're going to come to the house of the Lord. And here we're going to be the church of the living God. Being a blessing. Spiritual, spirit, soul, and body. You know. Prosperity is being able to meet, meet the needs of humanity in whatever way. Whether it be in a healing, whether it be in a provision, it's being blessed to be a blessing. And I see all you tonight blessed to be a blessing. There's nothing that can be added onto my life that can make me more blessed than the empowerment of God and the spirit of God in my life. Are you with me? And because God, uh, you know, uh, uh, God is in me by his spirit, then, I, you know, I can be effective in everything that I do. And so, <laughs> say, I am blessed. And I want you to see it like that because I think for a long time people have thought blessed, things make you blessed. It, things don't make you blessed. The Lord has blessed you. And because he, you are blessed, you don't have to lack anything. It's not like I'm blessed because I have a lot of something. Jesus never stored anything up. And he never said, you know, he said, store up treasures in heaven. And so he has blessed us. You know, and, and one thing, you, you've heard me say this almost every service, that the first thing that God did in relation to humanity was to bless them. To bless them. We read it in Genesis 1, 26. Verse 29, let me read it to you. It says, then God said, let us make men in our image according to our likeness. 
Let them have dominion, say dominion, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The first thing that God did was God blessed them. They lacked nothing. He made sure of it. He made sure that he, he you know, that, that he provided everything that would ever need. The only thing that they, they were required of is to obey. To obey the word of the Lord. You know that is the only thing that is required of you to, to, to walk in the blessing of God is to walk in obedience. That's why the Bible says in the Proverbs that the curse costless does not come. You just, you just don't suffer for any no reason. But when you walk in obedience to the covenant of God, then you can be confident. Like the song says, in my good days and in my bad days, he is good. From glory to glory, he is good. When there, that's what the Apostle Paul said. He said this. I'll tell you as soon as I find it, find it, okay? He said in Philippians 4, he said this. He said this. Verse 12. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything see because he says even when I had nothing I had everything you know if you think you're blessed just because you have a lot of money when the money is taken away from you the person that is blessed knows how to get it right back but the person that thinks that they're blessed because of their finances and makes the finances their source then when you take their money you take everything from them you take their peace. <laughs> That's what the enemy was trying to, you know. And I don't like to say the enemy because we blame the enemy of everything. Sometimes we're insufficient because we don't manage things right. But God is merciful. <laughs> he is. You know, he said, I know how to live in almost nothing or with everything. He said, I have learned the secret. Of living in every situation. He, he learned the secret. Whether it is with a full stomach or empty. With plenty or little. And then he said this. For I can do everything. Everything. Through Christ. Who gives me strength. And strength. Is part of the blessing. Say strength. strength. 
in the amp. It says, verse 11, not that I imply that I was in any personal want, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquitted in whatever state I am. Let me read it in the app. Yeah. I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquitted. In whatever state I am, I know how to be abased and live humbly in, in straightened circumstances. And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. Because he's blessed. When you're blessed, you can learn how to live in every situation and succeed through every circumstance. Amen. Why? Because you're blessed. Because no matter what is happening, you are empowered to prosper. Because the blessing of God is working in you. He said, be blessed, multiplied, subdue, fill, have dominion. He said, I have learned. Say, I have learned. See, he learned this. In any and all circumstances, the secret of facing every situation, whether well fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in want. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. That's the blessing of God. Who empowers me? Who empowers us? Jesus. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. When you are connected to the, to the vine, you can't help but to walk in the blessing of God. It's only when we separate ourselves. But when you are abiding in union, in communion with Jesus, you are connected to the source. Abide. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. He said, and you will bear much fruit. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And then Jesus said these words, without me, you can do nothing. So what is the secret? Remain in Christ. In Christ is where your success is. In Christ is where the blessing of God is. In Christ, it is where you're going to prosper in everything that you do. He said, I have strength for all things. In Christ, who empowers me. He said, I am ready for anything and equal to anything. Through him, through Christ. How did Jesus operate here on this earth? Did he ever lack anything? And he, did he ever, you know, was in any want? Did he ever need to go... Open a GoFundMe account. <laughs> Did he ever have to do a, a, a any a, you know just something? No, no. 
He said, I only do the things that I see my father do. I only say the things that I hear my father say. He said, it is the father that is working through me, doing the work. Do you know that it is the father working through us? It is him that, that, that gives us the desire and the will to do that which is pleasing. He said, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. And then he said, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Now, like you hear this a lot, in the area of finances, God is not a counterfeit. And it's not going to rain down from heaven. It's down here. And God has given us terms in which we can tap in. I mean, look at the testimonies. And I love that. Sweetie, don't you know the God that you serve? <laughs> that, has, that, that is not something you work up right away when you have a need. That is something you know. Like you, have, you are founded in that. I serve a good God. And because she dared to believe and because she dared to obey and she cast the seed, then God showed up and showed off. In a way where when they told you, Christina, they said, you know, uh, that, that this is rare or this is not normally done. She went, <laughs> but I know who did. And, and that is what I say whenever I tell you that what God does in your life, it'll be too good for anybody to say, I did that for them. Because she even knows that God worked it out for her good. See, our part is to obey the Lord. And his part is to do the supernatural in our lives. You believe he'll do that for you? Some of you ha have experienced. I mean, I'm hearing these testimonies that are off the chain. <laughs> of, 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 of uh, you know, of the, the, the goodness of God. And I love it because that makes you a great witness. That makes you a great witness of, of, of the goodness of God upon your life. So, God is a good provider. And, and he blessed them. And when we gave our lives to Jesus... He blessed us. That blessing came upon our lives. So that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles. And in that blessing is wholeness. Amen. That, that, that word salvation is whole, wholeness. It's the whole pie. In that blessing is, is the ability to be fruitful. In that blessing is the wisdom of God. To utilize the knowledge that we have. The decisions that we'll make. Amen. Now, Jesus himself. If you look in um, let me tell you where to look when I find it. 
I believe it's going to be in the book of Acts. Let's see here. Let me find it. Acts. How many of you love the Lord? Okay. Let me find it because I don't have it written down, but I think I could remember where it's at. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's not in Acts. It's not in John. Let me just go through the Gospels. Here it is. Luke. Or like my sister says it, Narda. Luck. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> now, not only what the... Uh, the, the, not only was uh, um, not only was the blessing the first thing that God did in, in, you know in, in, in people, but Jesus, say Jesus. In Luke, uh, let's see, verse Uh, 49, it says this, oh, I'm sorry, chapter 24, sorry, chapter 24, verse 49, and this is after, um, Jesus had already been crucified and he appeared to the ten, and then he spoke unto, unto the people. And in 49, he said, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. He gave him instructions, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. This is the last thing that he told him before his ascension, before he went on to heaven. And then he said in verse 50, and he led them out as far as to Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And blessed them. Say he blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried into the heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. So Jesus, before his ascension, the last thing he did after he gave them instructions of what to do, the Bible says that Jesus lifted up his hands and he blessed them. Because just as it was God's original designed for humanity before the fall of man Jesus Christ was the seed that was to be sown to restore us back to the father to our original design of God for his people 
And so Jesus is the reason why the blessing of God can come upon us. And, and just like God blessed us to be fruitful, to multiply, subdue, Jesus pronounced a blessing upon us before his ascension because we were to carry on his ministry. He blessed them. And the blessing of God upon our lives is essential. Amen. God's blessing upon our lives is a must. If we're going to be effective, if we're going to succeed in everything that God has called us to do. And that takes it all the way to the house. Because sometimes we think that we're blessed, you know, just for ministry. Or we're blessed just for this. But God has empowered us to prosper in every area of our lives. As mothers, as daughters, as husbands, as fathers. To be the best fathers that God has called you to be. To be the best wives that God has called you to be. To be the best sons and daughters that God has called you to be. To walk in God's design. Fathers that glorify the Lord by providing and protecting their family. Mothers that are helpmates to their spouses. Children that are obedient to their parents. A family that is glorifying God. A family, a, a marriage that is representative of our union with Christ. Hallelujah. Faithful. Dedicated. Committed. In covenant with one another. Families that reflect the goodness of God. Families being whole, living for the glory of God. Parents teaching their children how to, you know, walk in the admonition of the Lord. Non-compromising the word of the Lord. That bring glory and honor to God. That's why Abraham was so blessed because he, God, God, you know, he believed God. And he trusted God and God trusted him to take care of his people God has entrusted you and you can't do it without the empowerment of God upon your life that is why we must walk in the blessing of God to be the people that God has called us to be hallelujah to be the best at everything that God has called us to be. To be representatives of him. Hallelujah. And so it, we must say, I must walk in the blessing of God. The word blessing I mentioned to you has a meaning of a divine gift causing our work to succeed. A divine gift causing our work to succeed. Not just because I'm blessed, I sit down and do nothing. Doesn't mean that. It means that he will bless the work of our hand. It means that everything we set out to do, God will prosper it. It means that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. It means that God will take delight in the prosperity of his people 
David said, I've been young, I've been old, and i never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. That's for you. Hallelujah. When you realize this, you'll never have to have one more lack. Your children won't have to have a struggle of lack. They're children's children. Do you believe that? So the word blessing has the meaning of a divine cause, a, a divine gift causing our word to succeed. It means God's presence with us. It means God's presence with us. And when God is present, there's no lack there. Are you with me? If he lives in your house and you are obedient, they'll never, there's never going to be lights getting cut off. Because he's there. And the blessing of God is there. And if you are obedient, God will help you every time. You know how? Through your seed. That's why when you, when you give, think I'm sowing. If you're going to reap, you got to think I'm sowing. You got to believe I'm sowing. I'm not giving anything away. The only thing you don't sow is your tithe. Because that's not a seed. That, that doesn't even belong to you. That belongs to the Lord. And I'm going to get a little bit on that just to help answer whatever questions one might have. There's a lot of questions. I mean, people do have questions. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with having questions concerning anything. That, that's why even you hear Pastor Jesse say, if you, if you don't understand, put it in the shelf. Okay? Put it in the shelf and then come back to it. And um, in, 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 in a Genesis 26... It says, so the blessing, the meaning of it, a divine gift bestowed on God's people from God that causes our work to succeed. It means the presence of God with us. In Genesis 26 verse 1, it says a severe famine. That's how it starts in the NLT. It says a severe famine. I want you to say severe famine. It says, now struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac, say so Isaac, moved to Gerar where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. But do as I tell you. And then in verse 3, it says, live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you. The blessing, a gift bestowed upon us by God that causes our work to succeed. It means that the presence of God upon us. 
God with us. You know, the beautiful thing about it is that in the old covenant, God was with them. God was for them, but he was not in them. For us, God is not only with us, he's not only for us, he is in us. And if you become more aware of his presence on the inside of you, you'll become less aware of the the limitations of the insufficiency. And you'll be able to allow the blessing of God to work. That whenever you obey God, you'll see a release or a manifestation of the blessing because you know God. You know he is present. You know he is faithful. You know that the blessing of God is working in you. See, I had you even declare this morning, and it feels good. Doesn't it feel good whenever you say, I am blessed? Even in the face of life. Now, it's good to confess it, but when you put action to it and confess it, then there is a power. When you've cast a seed on the ground and declare, I am blessed. I, the blessing of God is then that, that's whenever you shall decree a thing and it shall be so. That is when you can, you know, the Bible says that if your hearts condemn you not. And our hearts only condemn us when we are disobedient. When we haven't been doing the things that we ought to be doing. When your hearts condemn you not, then you have confidence before God. And when, you, when you've been obeying the Lord, it's like some boldness comes upon you. It's like, I've, I've been, I've been, God, I've been doing everything you have required of me. I've been, I've been obeying, I've been doing, Lord, I've, you know, there's a, there's a boldness. There's an assurance. There's a confidence that you know that there's a cause and effect. God, I'm obedient. And you said, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. I thank you that I'm eating the good of the land. I alone so everything that God calls seed in the Bible it has to get sown and it has to die meaning I planted and I I release it I release it and when it and and so when that seed is planted then your hands are out of it guess who empowers that seed the Bible says one waters one plants but ultimately God is the one that gives the increase Because even when he's blessed us, the Bible says that God has given us every bearing seed to produce. And the seed has miracle working power. Let me tell you something. You can count the seeds in an apple, but you cannot count the apples in a seed. Because the the, the seed has power to reproduce 
When you look at a seed, you might be looking at one seed if it still remains in your hand. But when you take that apple seed and you put it in the ground, then you allow the miracle working, multiplying power of God to reproduce. To reproduce. And God is the one that empowers that seed to begin to break and bring forth 30, 60, 100 So you can get an apple and count the seeds. But if, if you plant those seeds in an apple, you can count the apples in one seed. That one seed has a lot of apples. You see, it, 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 your seed, you might think, I, you know, Kim, you, you know, and of course the ground that you sow, it matters. Kim said, I had $10. You could have stayed home, had a pity party. You could have just, you know, been stressed out. The Bible says, why you worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to have? You can't add nothing to your life if you're going to worry. You know, worrying makes you ugly, quick. And God, didn't, he didn't call us to do that. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And so you went and you casted a seed. But in that $10 was a lot more that was reproducing. When you understand that, then you take delight. It's, not, it's a kingdom principle that God has established for his people to walk uh, you know, in the, in, in the blessing of God. Peter, Jesus said, you know, Jesus had a need. And even the Bible says that whenever you, you, you give to the poor, that you become a lender to God. That ought to want make everybody give. When you give unto the poor, that you lend to God. And when you lend to God, guess, guess who's going to pay you back? And he's not like that cousin or whoever that never paid you back when you lend them. <laughs> he don't pay you back as, and you know, he doesn't pay you back as you gave to him. Remember, he needed the boat. Because he needed to preach the good news of the gospel. And God was setting them up. They gave him an empty boat. But God returned that boat. And those dusty nets. And nets that couldn't even hold in the, uh, the catch. They got the catch of their dreams. They got the catch of their dreams so much that they fell on their knees and began to cry out to God and say, they were in awe. They were like, God. What is, God never seen anything like this. And I believe that we here at the parlor, at the parlor, we, 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 we just, we have just tasted a little glimpse. It doesn't have to be a struggle for you anymore it's not the amount of the seed it's the obedience of casting the seed it's the it's the honoring the lord it's the honoring the lord it's
delights in the honoring the Lord. We can, we can, there's, there, you know, we can do what we're supposed to do. But, you know, even then, we're not relying on that. There is so much more. Listen, if you have an eight to five, you, th that paycheck at the end, that there is so much more. There is so much more. You know, I, when you don't understand, I was like that. I thought, man, I can't wait till Friday because Friday was payday. And then I began to think, I said, man, why am I limiting myself until Friday? God is the God of the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday. Thank God for our jobs. Thank God for what, you know, that we can receive that paycheck. We can only because of his hand upon our lives. But God wants to take us to another level. And I believe that he is. I believe that he is. The presence of God upon our lives. And it says there was a great famine. And then in verse 3, it says, the Lord told him, live here as a foreigner in this land. And I will be with you and bless you. God told Isaac, remember the story started with there was a great famine. He, and then he said, I will be with you and I will bless you. I will empower you to prosper. And, and what, we're good, what we see here is what we are carrying. What we see happen in the life of Isaac is what we are carriers of. And then he said, I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants. Just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. You know, they gave Isaac such a hard time. But even in that hard time, the hand of God was upon them. And the more they try to cheat him and take away from him, the more the blessing of God was upon his life. And then if you jump down to verse 12, it says, When Isaac planted his crops, remember there was a great famine. The blessing of God is not a respecter of seasons, of recessions, of whatever is going on on the earth. The Bible says that when we, uh, um, the Bible says um, in, in Psalms 1, it said that uh, um, um, uh, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in, stand in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the light of the Lord does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree that is planted by the river banks. He will not be affected of the heat. Your leaves will remain green, and whatever you do, you will prosper. Whatever you do, you will prosper. Why? Because the blessing of God on my life. Because of my obedience. 
unto the Lord. And here it says in verse 12, there's so much in this and I'm telling you, I, I'm a, When Isaac planted his crops, that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. So it wasn't that it was a time for planting. It was that the blesser was with him. God said, I am with you, Isaac. And I will bless you. He casted the seed. And in that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. Say, the Lord blessed him. Say, the Lord blessed him. Say, the Lord has blessed me. And when I walk in obedience, his blessing is manifested upon my life. People think that God says that, you know, you give everything for God and you just stay with nothing. That's not God's will for you. What's the scripture you've been on, Courtney? The hundredfold return? Mark 10? Mark 10 what? Mark 10. In verse 27. Let's read, look, the rich man. 17. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. He had compassion towards him. He said, there is still one thing you haven't done. He told him, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went. The man's face fell. And he went away sad. Listen to this. For he had many possessions. Do you know that? You know, God deals with the heart of man. And Jesus knew where this man's heart was. And do you think that Jesus was asking him to give everything up to keep him broke? I believe that he was setting him up. I believe that there was uh, studies that were, 
that were, you know, that in this study that he was supposed to be the, the, the treasurer of Jesus if he would have passed the test. But because, you know, people are like that. They'll, they'll obey God in whatever, but don't touch. Don't go on the tithe. Because you mess with my money, you mess with my emotions. Smoking, no, don't, don't, don't get, I rebuke that Lord, Jesus. You see, God is a good God. And he has set terms in every area of our lives because he doesn't want, he, and he doesn't mind you having money. He minds money having you. He, he wants you to walk in his blessing and be prosperous. Listen, he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. It is God's will for you to be financially blessed. He's the one that empowers you. Deuteronomy 8.18. For don't forget, it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to gain wealth. But you know, the proverb says, it is the wealth of a fool that will destroy them. The wealth of, the, of a fool is that that is creating it without God. That money is their, their, their ruler. You know, money is just a tool for the people of God. It's a great servant, but a terrible master. And we should never be run by it. We should never make, allow it to cause us to make moves. Are you with me? Because when you do, it will definitely move you away and nothing not every promotion is of the Lord not every open door is of God the devil will make sure he opened a door and if you're just gonna make a move because of the money you know I remember my husband one time he went away and I said never again will you go away I don't care what has to happen we're never gonna be separate never if we, we're going to believe the Lord to take care of us because I believe it's God's will for us to be together all the time. And they had, you know, they offered him. They, he had went, he had left. I, for, I forgot. It was, it was going to be a month. Where is he at? Can you hear me? Are you in the building? <laughs> I forgot. And, and it was like a month, but it seemed like an eternity. He took a job in California and it was good pay. I think in a month, it was like close to 30000 But I don't care. God, if you can't give it to us, I don't want it. And then they offered him like 250000 for six months. It sounds good, right? It sounds really good. But we said no. We said no. And do you know God takes care of his people? You know God takes care of his people? Six months away? I said, huh? I can't even stand it one month. We've never been separate. Well, it got quiet.
We don't got to go out chasing anything. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking. That's Pastor Rodney. <laughs> he can make it happen. You think God is going to call you to go somewhere and then your marriage gets all messed up? You think that's the blessing of God? Your children? Got quiet again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things he will add them unto you. It's, it, it's, you can work anything you want for yourself. But if it's not God's way, it won't last. And I don't know about you, but I'm done with temporary going forward and then going backwards. That doesn't have, that's not the order of the, of the people. God will take care of you. He'll make a, he'll make a position just for you. Without you having to compromise your relationship with God. When the blessing of God is upon your life, God will never take back seat. Jesus said, let me be the driver. I'll live with me and I'll show you how to do it. I know it's somewhere in the Bible, but. And if you're, you have that type of thing going on, listen, don't beat yourself up for it. Believe the Lord. Trust the Lord. That you don't have to leave your family. That you can be in, at home and be the father that God has called you to be. That you can be the wife that God has called you to be. That you can raise up your family the way God intended it to be. A little quiet again. Can God do it? But the question is, will he do it? Yes, he will. He's able and he's willing. Is this helping somebody? So, what verse was I on? 27th? Huh? 21, 22, 27? Don't make me start all over from the Beningi. It was what? What scripture? What verse? 1022. The rich man. All right, let's go. We're here. Uh, oh, he went. Uh, yeah, his face dropped. And he went away sad for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? And, you know, people will take that and be that's why money's not good. I can't be rich. I got to be poor. Huh? They, I'm t I promise you, people take that. And they think money is, is evil. Money's not evil. The love of money is evil. And these same people work for money. They're dedicated for the money without even knowing. Ignorance, right? Listen to what Jesus said. How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed them. And then they said, but Jesus, 
But G, um, um, uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed them. But Jesus said again, dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. So therefore, people have, don't want to be rich. They want to be poor. That's not God's will for people. Are you with me? Then, then it goes on to say the disciples were astounded. And then they said this, then who in the world can be saved? You know why they said that? Because they weren't broke. They were walking with Jesus. And you know what Jesus had? A treasurer walking with him. A banker, a treasurer. Broke people don't have a treasurer kicking it with them. They seen the supply. And then they say, Jesus, then who in the world can, can be saved? They asked him. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Everything is possible with God. People say, I don't want to have a lot because I have a lot. I'm going to get away from the things of God. Abraham didn't. Abraham was very rich. He was very rich. He was abundantly supplied. Did he ever backslide? Did he ever get away from God? You don't have to either. God can abundantly bless you and continue to bless you. And, 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 and you don't have to... You, you'll, Come on. When you understand that you, everything that you are, that everything you have is because of him, then it's very easy to stay with him. It's when you think you did it all by yourself. That's why the Bible says, don't forget it is the Lord your God that empowers you to gain wealth that you may establish your, your, uh, his covenant. So uh, your, your wealth has a purpose in this world. And it's not just so that you can have a lot of accumulations, which there's nothing wrong with having things. God, God wants you to have things. He just doesn't want things to have you. He wants you to have a boat, but he doesn't want the boat to get you to miss church. He wants you to have a vacation house, but he doesn't want you to say, I think I'm going to move over here because you know what I'm saying? It's prettier over here. Well, what did God say? I talked to people and they said, I'm taking a promotion. I said, what's the promotion? Well, I got a job way over here in this other state. And I said, and what about your family? How long are you going to be gone? I don't know if that's the Lord. Where are you going to go to church? That's your lifeline. Where, where are you going to worship the Lord? Well, I can just watch online. It's not the same. It's very risky, very dangerous. But they're going to pay me good. Ah. And, and you know what? The marriage has just been restored. See how, how the enemy works? And then all of a sudden you forget about everything because you think, you think that you know, you got this promotion and they even throw in a house. In a place that you love to vacation at. 
and then they convince you to live there and your family's over here but we can go back and forth okay. sounds good good idea ain't a good idea I'm gonna tell you right now I tell people I'm honest with people that's why people don't, they, they, you know, and, if they, and then they, they make their decisions and then they want to come and con consult with you. I'm like, la, 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 la. It's like we serve the Lord. We, we make our own plans and then we want God to bless it. How about talking to the Lord first? How about saying, God, where were you want me to be? What do you want me to do? That's where the blessing will manifest in your life. It's only in the place called there. Because even the prophet Elijah, God said, you know, there was a great famine and God said, go to a place where I tell you and there I'm going to send the ravens and I'm going to have them bring you food. That's what happened to What's his name that got eaten by a well? Jonah. God said, go to Nineveh. Then he bought himself a ticket and went somewhere else. Well, he ended up in a well's belly. And they threw him off the boat because they realized everything's going wrong. Who, who, somebody has the curse on them here. Throw him off board. When the blessing of God is not upon you, you're ineffective and successful but here's the deception of the devil you're doing there's a way that seems right to a man but be careful the end of it is destruction the bible says many are the plans of a man but only the lord's will succeed so what do we want we want what god has for us how do we get it we come to him we obey his word We don't want to end up in a, but, uh, you know, when we first gave our lives to the Lord, we heard a message. We thought it was so funny because the pastor preached on, on Jonah, you know, making his own plans and his, you know, having his own ideas. And he called his sermon, don't be a doo-doo. Because Jonah had to come out some way. That's what he said. He said, don't, don't, you remember that, Pastor Jesse? Don't be a doo-doo. God will help you. <laughs> Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Those are great words from Mary. Whatever he says to do, just do it. How he says to do it, just do it. And that is how the first miracle was manifested. And doing it Jesus' way. God will help you. Right where you're at. Because he's in you. Because his blessing is at work in your life. And then. 
Jesus looked at them and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you. And they did. Remember, they left everything and followed him. Yes, Jesus replied, and this is so beautiful. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or property for my sake and for the good news, whatever you give up for God, they gave that empty boat and that was their seed and God returned it back to them in abundance. God, will, there's nothing you would give up for God. If you say, God, I'm, I'm going to obey you. Even if you don't understand how God is going to do it. Even if, because you know that, you know, this other thing will take you away. But God, I know what you're telling me to do. And I don't understand, but I'm going to do it. And you can rest assured of Jesus' word. I assure you that everything, everyone, how many everyone are here, who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or property for my sake, for the good news, will receive now. Not when you get to heaven. Will receive now in this lifetime and return a hundred times. As many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. It's okay. And in the world to come, eternal life. So that means you can have heaven on earth. And then eternal life. Say, God is a good God. He takes care of his children. That's what he did for Isaac. And that's what Jesus said. It says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain that he planted for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow he acquired so many flocks and sheep and goats and herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him I pray the Lord does that to you you're not missing out on the world and you shouldn't be jealous of what's happening and they should be jealous of you They will look at your life and desire that life. Don't, 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 don't covet the wealth of the, of, 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 you know, because somebody, you know, has this or that, that without God, it's headed for destruction. It's called the wealth of the foolish. And, 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 and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him and you know it continues to say let me let, let me go there what time is it <laughs> all right let, let, and, and I'll stop here Genesis 26 because if God did it for Isaac 
and you are in a much better covenant established upon much better promises you won't even you know I was thinking the other day I want to be I think um, I think I, I might be there I haven't arrived I don't I don't mean that and I'm, you don't know what I'm about to say but but in a place that you 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 know like Kim you said I know too much but in a place that that um I'm too caught up with God to get caught up on to even notice the negativity I'm too caught up with God's goodness that I don't have time to entertain or give attention to the negativity that is going on and the people that are around me know me don't don't I don't I don't want to know what people are saying I don't want to know what they're you know now if it has to do with something with the church of course it must be taken care of but just in general chisme gossip and I, I, I teach people that because, Pastor, I can't believe they're saying this about me. I said that they, because they, they posted a thing on Facebook and I know they were talking about me. I know they meant it about me. I said, was your name on there? They said, no. I said, then they're not talking about you. Is it you? No. Then stop. Don't give it attention. Be too caught up. Be too caught up in God. That you don't even notice the little tactics of the enemy send out to try to trip you up. I'm too caught up to notice. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. I'm too caught up to pay attention to those little foxes. When the dark, what does Pastor Rodney says? I love this term. When the, when the dogs bark, the caravan keeps moving. keep moving say I'm too blessed to be stressed now I don't want you to you know to 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 this is something that we ought to experience in our lives the blessing should be manifested in our lives it shouldn't just be a blessing that it no one can see are you with me it, it should be manifested in our lives our productivity our effectiveness, our, 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 the change in our lives for the better. It, it should be a result of the blessing of God in our lives and it should be noticed. Too many religious people, you, how are you doing? Blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Nothing. I grew up like that. And it was the only testimonies they ever testified about was like, you know, I was driving with no insurance and then the cop pulled me over and he didn't give me a ticket. <laughs> That's great and everything, but take care of your insurance. Get your driver's license. Many people don't even make those moves because they can't even think. They think, you know, I've, I've, I've all my life, how am I going to get this worked out? But we've seen it here in this house where people have been able to recover. Because they began to activate their faith when they thought I could never. We were like that. My husband, when we, we, we came to the Lord, we came in debt. We, you know, you, uh, 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 a lot of money in child support. And, 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 you know, always like 
you know, you know, never applied it and always live, you know, we always live for that, for that, for that one moment. But that mo one moment never really comes because that's not how you operate in the kingdom of God. Is you take in what God has given you, you do it, you operate it, you act it out, and then you're able to see progression, success. Somebody said, you know, Pastor, I never had a driver's license and I never thought about it to take care of it because, you know, I had all these warrants. I had all these tickets. But finally, they, they dare to believe. And they started like calling by making a phone call. That's faith in action. God will bless you. God will, you know, bless the work of your hand. Even in that area. And then they realize they call and all of a sudden, favor. All of a sudden, they never, you know, all of a sudden they begin to take care of, of those things. And, and then it gets exciting because they realize, man, I've been holding myself back because of fear. I was too. In whatever area, God will help you. Because, uh, you know, our mentality has kept us back. But when we give our lives to Jesus, he truly blesses his people and he changes us from the inside out. He helps us do things that we've never could have done without him. It got quiet again, but that's confirmation for somebody. All you got to do is make that phone call. He would help you. You know, it took us so long. It's like 20-something thousand of debt of, of, of child support. And, you know, you, 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 you try to do things like you do the income tax separate and I do the... But we're blessed. But when we, when we realize we want to do it God's way. And we want to trust that God. And can I tell you something? We begin to do things the way we're supposed to. Because integrity is big. It's a, it's a big deal. And, and I'm telling you, when the moment we began to trust the Lord and do things the right way. On God's terms. It was be, it, it, what took us so many years. I promise you. It was like, like, it was like immediate, like suddenly. Never imagined that we, we could pay that debt and didn't have to cheat anybody. God blesses your integrity. Got acquired again, but... <laughs> and you know what? God takes care of his people. He's your source. If somebody's doing you wrong, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Don't get tangled up. Don't look upon. God will give you the wisdom and the decisions and the choices that you need to make. But ultimately, he is your husband. He'll take care of you. He's your caretaker. That's what happened to Isaac. They try to, they try to uh, fill up his wells with dirt. And every time, he didn't argue with them. He moved on and, 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 and dug another well. And when they come again, they'll fill up his well. They were harassing him. But his, his eyes were fixed on the Lord. 
And every time God's hand was upon him, everything, the, the attack that came upon his life, God's blessing was right there to empower him, to prosper him in the face of all his enemies. And in the face of all your enemies, God will prove himself strong on your behalf and people will know that the hand of God is upon you. God will take care of you. You'll get to a point that you know that God's blessing is on you and you don't even, you're, you can't even give time to worrying about who's against you. And you don't hate nobody. And you don't, you don't talk about nobody. You keep your heart right. You make him your source and you watch the hand of God come upon your life. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Well, I'm going to stop right there. Did you receive anything? <laughs>